Welcome to the MyDo Podcasts, where we learn what it takes to make it as an entrepreneur in South Africa. Yo, I learned that if you put your mind to anything, really, there's nothing stopping you. Um, like I said, when I walked into this business, I had I had to learn everything very quickly because people walked out who used to work. So I, I had no one to rely on in terms of the operations of the business. Um, and as time uh, went on, I kept on upskilling myself. So. Um, I realized that you there is no limit, but you must keep on upskilling yourself. You know, get upskill yourself, um, learn new things, and see ways that you can grow your business. Because you know, with COVID and everything, we realized um, that anything can happen at any time, and your business must be able to adapt. And so must you. What's up, everyone? My name is Debojo, aka Tevs, and thanks so much for joining us. Mido is a business accelerator who assists African entrepreneurs unlock value, and every week I will be interviewing the founders of the various businesses who have been part of their programs. Here on this podcast, you will learn what it takes to make it as an entrepreneur in South Africa. This week, I'm joined by Maseko Seleke, founder of Slacks Enterprises. Make sure to like, comment, and give us a rating on your favorite podcast channel. We love to hear the feedback. Now, here's my conversation with the incredible Maseko. Enjoy. Welcome to the MyDo Podcast. This week, I'm joined by Maseko Seleke, owner of Slakes Enterprises. Maseko Seleke is the managing director of Slakes Enterprises, a water purification, bottling, and PET bottle manufacturing company. She comes from Pampirstad in the Northern Cape and is one of two children in a family of four. She graduated from UNISA with a BA general degree, majoring in development studies and politics. Currently, she's studying part-time at UNISA, completing a BA policy studies degree. Maseho, thanks so much for joining us. Hi, Tabaho. Thank you guys for having me. Our pleasure, man. I mean, I, I love hearing when women um, are in industries that are different, unique. So how did you find yourself um, in the industry that you're in and starting the business that you run? Um, basically, the way I found myself in this industry, I started out in water purification in 2015. Our neighbor used to be the owner of a franchise called H2OBWT, which I am now the owner of. He was selling the business. Um, and then, you know, he had a discussion with my father because I was still relatively young when I started. I was 25. Um, and, you know, because I was working for my father first and he did know that I want to eventually own my business, he ran the idea past me. And I was like, well, you know, I'm more than capable of doing it well so I believe that I am capable of doing it so that's how I started out I started out firstly in water purification so H2O sells water purification equipment that can have been installed for household use um, and for industrial use or applications so you can install a water purification unit if you want purified water directly from a tap at home or for industries like maybe beer crafting manufacturing of vodka um, you know anything else that requires water and a lot of mines they also need water purification systems so th that's how I started out whilst I was in uh, the water purification space I realized that there was a demand for bottled water from us we would get a lot of walk-in customers because we're operating in the mall 
when we first started. So we'd get a lot of walk-in customers for bulk um, bottled water, which we weren't doing at the time because we're operating in a 28 square meter space, which was really small. So there wasn't, you know, enough space to manufacture and bottle water. Um, and then I think it was 2017 when we got our first huge order. I just ran with it. Um, we were approached by the Department of um, Social yeah. Development. <laughs> we ran with it. Our first huge order, I think it was 48,000 bottles of water that they required. Um, and I saw that we were capable wow. of doing it. Oh, my yeah. God. So I saw we're capable of doing it. Yeah, and that's, that's insane. That's crazy. Yes. <laughs> so we branched out there. Sure. So have you always known, sorry, that you you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Because it sounds like you studied um, politics and development studies. So how does someone who, who studies that then move into, I want to be an entrepreneur and then, you know, ends up buying a business and, you know, doing what you're currently doing? Um, I had always had an interest in entrepreneurship growing up. I come from a family where none of my family members from my uncles to my aunts ever really had like a government job or a serious nine to five, uh, mostly due to education levels. Most of them um, didn't finish high school. You know, my father himself, he had to drop out of high school um, and then he had to start working people's gardens so that he can complete his schooling. Um, so I grew up in entrepreneurial background. When I was small, you know, I was into crafts. So I would paint pictures and I would sell it to my uncles and my aunts and friends and family. And then at one point I tried to open a hair salon at home and then my mom refused for that for obvious reasons. Having strangers in your house it wasn't safe. So, <laughs> of course. <laughs> it was something that I always wanted to do. But, you know, you grow up and you develop other interests. Um, and then in varsity, I realized that, no, even though I had signed up to do a degree in development studies and politics, which is one of my passions, you know, developing the community, um, entrepreneurship is, is who I am at heart. Um, and that's when I started, when I finished my, my um, degree. And then went into it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that's and, and and that's been very interesting. Okay. So in terms of your entrepreneurship journey, because it's one thing like someone saying, Hey, I'm selling my business, um, come buy it from me. And it's another thing then running your business. How has your entrepreneurial journey been? And are you based in the Northern Cape? Is this where all your operations are happening as well? Yes, yes. Um, I am based in the Northern Cape. All of our operations are happening here. We only have um, one branch. Um, so how it, <laughs> so basically, fine, I started in the water purification space. Um, and yes, I did want to do water purification. Um, I just, I just re literally just took a chance. You know, the first day, day that I walked in, the previous employees, the employees that were already there, they walked out. Um, because they were like, you know, they, they don't want to be managed. Whoa. Yeah, they walked out. As soon as I walked in, they stepped out. I got into a space where I had to learn everything literally on that day. I remember my first day, I nearly like cried because I had to teach myself the POS system, how it works. I had to learn those products, um, you know, off by heart. You have to know the codes off by heart. You have to understand the components um, and the makeup of water, um, what impacts water, how to respond to the different needs of customers with their various water um, problems, you know, water-related problems. So I literally, when I throw myself into something, I give it my 100% best 
first day, like I said, I wanted to cry because then I found out that it's actually rough. Customers come in and when they want something, they don't want to wait. They don't want to be patient. Jeez. But yeah, I just threw myself into it. Wow. Yeah. And and, and that's such a, a formidable thing to do. You know, if you walk in and people are already walking out, it's like, ah, oh, did I make the right decision? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So how did you then, how did you then build your team? Because if already day one, you have to deal with all this conflict, how did you then grow the business and grow your team to be what it is today? Um, I started out with myself and my younger brother after the employees who worked there, after they walked out. It was just myself. My younger brother was studying at the time, but he was studying part-time. So what would happen is he would, I would wait for him to leave, like finish at, off at his school, and he'd come over and try and help me do deliveries. Um, sometimes, at that time, he didn't have his driver's license. So if there were, you know, these big 20 liters of water, like these big bottles that you put on water yeah. I would have to carry that that like by myself. I would leave my brother in the shop, load wow. water into the van, yeah. um, and do the deliveries myself. Um, my little brother, he had to learn how to do the installations. So he taught himself by watching other people, um, other experienced plumbers, because we had access to a plumber. He would do the installations for us. My brother would go with him, and he learned that way. So I was very blessed that my younger brother, I had a younger brother that I could rely on. And then, yeah, from there, I added... That's, wow, shout out to your brother. Yes. <laughs> from there on, everything else happened organically. I got, I started looking for new um, recruits, like recruiting people to come and work with me. You know, they didn't all stay. Some left after a few months, some came back. Um, but now, after five years, I can say I have a team that I'm working to work, like, work with and develop and, you know, groom them where I need to groom them to get them to where I want them to be. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. And in terms of the business, who who is your clientele? Like, um, are you still, I guess, because you are location-based, You are, are you just servicing people in the Northern Cape? Um, and, and who is your clientele? Is it government? Is it individuals? Is it businesses? Or is it pretty much anyone and everyone? Um. All right. Uh, it is um, like a mixture. We get, you know, private cu uh, customers, like walk-in clients. Um, we do every now and then get orders from um, government departments. Um, and then also we are, right now we're only operating in the Northern Cape, but I registered and applied to be uh, one of Macro's, I don't know if you know Macro, um, I applied on the supplier portal. So now we get orders from Macro as well. So on a monthly basis, um, they come in and we send out, you know, water purification systems um, and whatever else that um, we get for that order, we send it out. Those orders go out to the various parts in the country. So yeah, right now we're more focused on the Northern Cape, but through Macro, we're able to expand our reach. Okay, that's beautiful that you're mm. already thinking of uh, nationwide domination and hopefully <laughs> global domination. In terms of your entrepreneurship journey, um, what do you think has been your biggest lesson to date? So when you think about like, geez, man, I've, I've been through a lot. What, what do you think um, you have um, yeah, learned the, the most, I guess, uh, being an entrepreneur. You, I learned that if you put your mind to anything, really there's nothing stopping you. Um, 
like I said, when I walked into this business, I had I had to learn everything very quickly because people walked out who used to work. So I, I had no one to rely on in terms of the operations of the business. Um, and as time uh, went on, I kept on upscaling myself. So um, I realized that you there is no limit, but you must keep on upskilling yourself, you know, get upskill yourself, um, learn new things and see ways that you can grow your business. Because, you know, with COVID and everything, we realized um, that anything can happen at any time and your business must be able to adapt and so must you um, as the entrepreneur. Um, you know, my biggest lesson for me, recent lesson, I had to teach myself how to operate our blow molding uh, machine. Like I said, you can't always rely on your staff members. You know, um, so because we had issues with staff members, um, you know, specifically the one that was operating the blow molding machine that makes the PET bottles, I had to teach myself how to operate that machine and how to make the bottles. So I would say to my biggest lesson has been do not rely on the employees. You know, you must learn to know every single aspect in your business, learn how to do it. Even when it comes to things such as accounting and, you know, things that can be outsourced, at least have that knowledge that you don't just give over all that information and trust other people with it. And then you don't really know um, everything else that's going on in your business. I love that. Absolutely love that. Yeah. As business owners, you must, must know what's happening in your business mm -hmm. and you must be able to pick up where people might just drop things off. So love that. That's the lesson that you've learned. And I think mm -hmm. that's every, um, that every entrepreneur needs that in their arsenal as well. Okay. What's, what's your businesses, um, and, and probably yours, what are your future aspirations for your business? When you think about Slack's enterprises, like where do you want to see the growth in the next five to 10 years? The next five to 10 years, I want to um, develop our manufacturing side for the PET bottles. So I would love to see us, um, you know, developing the range that we currently have firstly, um, being able to offer more, um, you know, variety of shapes for our customers. And then secondly, I would also like to see us being able to export to, you know, um, outside of the country as well, because it is something that is, um, we're kind of planning on doing it. First, we obviously we have to um, get an import-export license, but that's where I would like to see the business going. Um, you know, just being able to, to, to not to like diversify the business and not just um, specifically service the, the, the food and beverage industry. I would love to also service the cosmetics industry as well. Oh, wow. Wow. Amazing future aspirations. So you guys are an ambitious bunch, eh? Oh, my word. <laughs> okay. If people want to get a hold of you, um, your contact details, website, if they like, wow, I definitely want to uh, meet this lady um, and maybe do business with her. How do people get a hold of you? Um, we have a website, uh, www.slkenterprises.co.za. You can get a, you can go to a hold of us through there. Um, you can also call us. Our office number is 053-832-2400. You can drop us an email at admin at slkenterprises.co.za. Um, yeah, and we also have a Facebook page for those who are interested in the franchising part of the business. Um, it's H2O Kimberly at Facebook. So you can just um, have a look at us there on Facebook as well. Sure. I'm, I'm super impressed by 
what you have been able to accomplish with your business and um, just your your ambitions and and the vision that you have for for your business. So, um, sure, all the best for your future plans and thanks so much for joining us on the My Do podcast. Thank you so much, Deboha, for having me as well. It was really, really an honor and a privilege to be here with you guys today. Thank you. All right, cheers, guys. Thanks so much for making it to the end of the podcast. Hope you learned a thing or two. If you want to find out more information about MyDo, please go check out the website. It's www.mydo.co.za. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. We love to hear the feedback. Till next time, cheers.